the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about disruption. Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash pulling in billions of dollars in revenue in an industry that wasn't there that long ago. When you decided you wanted delivery 10 years ago, you'd get out the white pages or you'd search the internet and found out Google food delivery near me, things like that. Now the middlemen are, are creating a business. Restaurants are adapting. We could talk about that, or we could talk about Apple's iPhone, for instance. It's, let's talk about the decade of Apple's iPhone, or the AirPods suddenly becoming more of a big revenue for Apple's success, jumping over the iPod in total sales. Did you ever have an Apple iPod? I can tell you that, and I'll have to think of who the company was. It wasn't Jawbone, but it was somebody like that. My first music player, I, I fought the power. It was not an uh, Apple product. I fought the power. I resisted the, the resistance. But it was a hard drive. Like one of those metal hard drives that you bought 10 years ago at Best Buy that was kind of like the size of a shoe. And then Apple comes out with the iPod Nano and like, ha <laughs> Like, what do you carry around a brick, old man, Black. Oh, I like my brick. It's got all my music in it and pictures, too. Glorified hard drive with a music player, right? And Apple sold it for a premium. I love America. But Apple sold at least 1.4 billion phones in the last 10 years. And part of the thesis that you should have on a company is, you know, what sort of business are they in and, and what do you value as far as customer retention goes? Apple does a pretty good job of customer retention. I don't run into too many people that are like, screw this, I'm going from Apple to Google's ecosystem. I see it the other way around a lot, and maybe I just have blinders on. I own shares of Apple, right? I also own shares of Google, for the record. Uh, It's not bad owning the two operating systems that dominate mobile phones, where I I was watching golf, and I, I was just stunned at how many people... Don't look at the person anymore, and they just have their phone looking at the person. It's like going to a concert now and seeing how many people tape, like, oh, this is my favorite song, I'm going to tape it. You many times you've done that and you've actually played it again? None. You might have posted on social media and your friends were like, way to show off you went to Madonna. Isn't she a 70? So Apple's phone really transformed an industry, and after 10 years you can say, whoa, They've got about 1.4 to 1.6 billion phones out there. So what are they going to do? What's that customer worth? 
Uh, once I got into the ecosystem, I stayed in the ecosystem. I got in the ecosystem because the movie industry. I was tired of Star Wars movies. Ten years ago, you have a kid, and you're like, I want my kids one day to see Star Wars. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, because you know the mom's not going to like it. You're four is too, too young? Too young. Yeah, it's still too young. And you're like, five? Can I show five? It's, it's, it's just lasers. They're not, like, no blood. No, no, no. Come back when he's six or seven. And then you get in the ecosystem. If you bought the movie, you want to watch the movie a hundred times because it's like a babysitter, right? And then you get the AirPods to go with it. And then you get, you get him a tablet and he's like on a plane and he can't hear it. You get like, you get it. It's a whole ecosystem. And that's why it's important to look at their installed user base. I believe that this is my sixth iPhone in a row or sixth generation in 10 years or something like that, right? I tend to own mine two to three years and tend to upgrade. Um, it's stupid. It's probably the worst financial decision I make. A luxury phone. When I don't use it for all the luxuries it has, right? But the iPhone was first released in 2007. At the dawn of the decade, it was still a relatively niche product in 2010. One carrier, do you remember who had the rights to distribute the phone? AT&T in the United States. Um, so it was that exclusivity thing that people wanted it for. In the first calendar quarter of 2010, Apple sold 8.7 million phones. In the first quarter of 2018, eight years later, 47 million. So essentially from 9 million to 47 million. That's quite a jump. Because it's not just the hardware they're using. Apple sold at least 1.4 billion phones in the last year. Apple says it's got 900 million of those phones still in active use. Eh, some of them probably can't support the fastest apps, right? Some of them have probably pretty janky screens. And people are like, I don't even want to touch my phone, let alone watch a movie on it. Now, when you compare Apple's phone sales versus Google's phone sales, it's... Google kind of ballooned at the same time Apple did, but did it with Android. Now, it's interesting that Google had that Pixel tablet, and it got out of that business. And they're not even supporting their old Pixel tablets on some levels. Like, if you probably got it in the last year, they still do, but two, three years ago, they've, they've cut it off. And like, if you get viruses, you get virus. Tough on you. Sorry you spent $1,000 on it. But when you look at when CEO Tim Cook became in charge... About late 2011. Since then, there was an iPhone 6 release, a 7-for-1 stock split, an Apple iWatch released, the big Apple UFO headquarters, the iPhone 10, the $1 trillion market cap. Um, stock continues to work higher, and it's gone from a large computer company with a portable, with a, a teeny tiny little side business, which did MP3 players, and now it's a trillion-dollar company. From a very small computer company, well, they made expensive computers, but the penetration of number of people who use Macs was typically at 1%, 2%, And they kind of grew that as they grew their music industry, but it's still not the driver. Fifteen years ago, we used the wireless phone to make a call. Today, you use it for basically everything but calling people. Pretty fun. And again, think about the wireless phone just killing the pager. Oh, uh, do you miss pagers? 
when you were so in love with someone and you were young and you paged them once at like nine o'clock, why aren't they calling me back? Why aren't they calling? She's out with someone I know she is. And it just it creates this just massive scary in your head. And all you do is page them. Uh, Ride hailing companies Lyft and Uber. Would Lyft and Uber be in business if you didn't have an app that was connected wirelessly to the internet that was able to connect to their servers, that was able to connect to the GPS system in your phone to figure out where you are, where their drivers are? Think about Uber and Lyft. They're collectively worth over $60 billion. Think about the iPhone killing the uh, digital camera. I've got a non-blood family member who's just the biggest doofus of all. And he used to walk around with a $2,000, $3,000 camera and I'm like, oh, let me pull out this big lens. And it just, it was interruptive. It's okay. If you want to be a photographer and take beautiful shots, great. But don't do it in front of other people. Like, we don't need to see your passionate hobby as like Christmas photo snaps. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep it to yourself. Um, But think now Grubhub and all the food delivery companies kind of copying Uber and Lyft and like, the last decade, Apple has created a pretty big world economy. Uh, I, Apple and Google. The company's taking advantage of their uh, their hard work. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. If you vote for me for president, I will kill. Put to death. All spam emails. Yes. <coughs> and clickbaiters. They go too. And you'll never have to pay taxes. And you get free Medicare. And, hmm, I'll look into other issues, including free chicken on your plate every Sunday. We're moving into an election year, right? Every two years, the United States hits elections. And every two years, (coughs) excuse me, maybe you'd say four years with the president, two years of Congress, right? We get into this kind of just this. It's interesting because there's an investment angle tied towards local radio stations and uh, uh, small radio stations. And then you go big radio stations and you go local TV stations. You go big TV stations and politics drives a lot of advertising. It's no big secret there, but it's something you can count on. So you could look at a media group as an election year play, or you could take a look at the groups that they tend to attack. Like I said, you know, all in prop. I'm not going to end prop 13. Everyone gets free taxes. I'm going to extend Prop 13 and make it free because I'm going for votes. I'll figure out how to pay for it later. So you hear a lot of groups get wrongly attacked that if you think about it, it's probably not going to happen. I don't know if we actually live in a country or a world. I'm going to say country because I want to stay on that topic where we can say, let's take away the current healthcare system and put in a new one without just all hell breaking loose. I, I think what Obama tried to do by making it kind of a different version of what we have. But you'll see politicians go, no, let's go. No one pays or let's go single pair. Or let's go, um, you know, multiple setups. Like it seems impossible to break it and start over. And I have confidence in that until I don't. So if the healthcare sector falls out of favor and let's just say like the healthcare providers, 
the companies that sell the insurance, the companies like a Cigna and United Health, um, if they get attacked by wannabe presidents or by the president, whatever, I don't know if they can get legislation in. There's too many. They, now, again, when we are a society where 65, 70 percent of the voters are over 60, yeah, you can promise free health care. Uh, when we're a society where 65 to 70 percent of them are free, are under 25, play video games and have student debt, you could promise let's pay off that debt so you can get more video game playing in. Doesn't mean you're going to get elected because there isn't 65 to 70 percent of the voters there, but you try to like, you know, your core, what, 46 percent are going to vote Democratic, 46 percent are going to vote Republican, so you go for that leftover a little bit, 8 percent. And I like fraud for like free video games. It's interesting. Most Americans, when it push comes to shove, if the economy is doing well, they tend to keep the incumbent. Demon known versus the demon unknown. This time of year, I like the lists that come out because I think they're easy for you to get into. Um, the top 10 stocks of 2020, the top 20 stocks of 2021. Anytime there's something like that, I like reading it. I get nothing out of it. To me, it's like... Uh, french fries they taste delicious but there's nothing nutritional about it so these these lists i got an email from someone last week and i'm not knocking you because i really want your emails but this is a good learning one it was tied towards palladium uh palladium is an industrial metal gold is more of a cosmetic metal I'm taking a lot of liberties with this. Silver is used in some industrial purposes and some cosmetic, right? Um, but I got an email from someone who wanted to jump in on palladium because the U.S.-China deal. Palladium is used in a lot of situations like uh, uh, catalytic converters. And apparently there's going to be more cars made with palladium. Stock's doing great. Metal's doing great. Uh, but sometimes I think that's getting it a little bit too uh, micromanaged. It's too much of a bullet shot. Um, and there's better ways to play it versus if China makes a deal with the U.S., won't palladium do well? How about if palladium does well in a good economy or a bad economy? Or you're just telling me that you're looking for a short-term trade opportunity. Then that's the play. Or that's a play. But there's also other ones. There's companies that make solar panels in China. There's companies that, you know, uh, uh, Alibaba. That's kind of like the Amazon of China. Amazon.com. I should make a difference just in case someone's like, Alibaba's the Amazon jungle? No, that's not what I was trying to say. Um, but there's more than one way to skin a cat of the China U.S. And I just, I'd be careful because it's from an email who might have saw it on a list, who knew nothing about that precious metal palladium before that list came to their email. 800 1220 um, AstraZeneca has a cancer treatment for non-small cell lung they got bladder cancers, they got breast cancer drugs, they got prostate cancer drugs, they got ovarian cancer drugs. If you hate cancer, and who doesn't hate cancer? Like, cancer, person of the year. Donald Trump's like, should have been me. <laughs> no one hates cancer. 
or everyone hates cancer, right? Who loves cancer? Oh, where I'm going with that. But here's AstraZeneca is a company that you can look at and say, it's my play on, on cancer. But here's the kicker. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go a lot slower than you think. And I just kind of caution people on that. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Costco is an interesting stock to look at uh, throughout the years. They had a bad quarter. And if they have a bad quarter, then that's when I look at them. Because I know they're relatively consistent. I know people love the chicken. I know that people love the rotisserie chicken. I know that people love the samples. I know that people love the tires. I know that people love coffins. You can get a mortgage at Costco. You can get a new car at Costco. So anytime they have a bad quarter, I look at it. And the first thing I look at is the historical P levels and price-to-sales ratios. Um, because that tells me if there's any value in it yet or if it just got ahead of itself and it's pulling back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about investing and much, 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 much more. Uh, PG&E stock tumbling. A stock that I've been lingering around way too long, it feels like. Even though I don't own any and I don't want to own any, it's been kind of the year of PG&E. Let's talk about it. Let's do wildfires. I had in-laws who their home burned down in the Santa Rosa fire a few years back. So I know there's a personal tie. I made a mistake on radio when someone once called in and said, hey, should I buy pg and stock? I'm like, no, you can't do that. Until they're done bringing the last dead bodies out of this fire, you can't do that because you don't know the mathematics of like how much are you signing up for? Um, how much liability does the company have? So a lot of people were asking me, like, hey, should I invest now or should I sell now? And like, you don't know the liability. It's still being determined. You don't know the assets. It's still being, you know, trying to, to figure out, recognize what they have. The escape plan of passing on into a fund sometime around now of taxpayers are paying for half of it and the utility companies are paying for half, you know, funding it through the years, hoping for the dry years. And when I say dry, I'm saying like non-fire years um, that they don't have to tap into the fund. It's too tough of a company to figure out because it's in the hands of like lawyers and judges. And that's not for me. Um, and I made a mistake. I said, you know, until they bring out the last body, you can't really determine risk. And it was just too soon. Um, now we can look at it more clinically and more sterile and understand. PG&E stock has dropped roughly 20% today. California's governor told the utility that its reorganization plan does not meet regulator standards. Almost as if, let's put this in front of the judge and see if we can get it done over the weekend. Governor Gavin Newsom, and I don't know, and again, this is not my strength. I don't know how to gauge his ability to say whether they did well or not. I can tell you that the utilities are a big problem, and if you think it's just PG&E who's at fault, you're insane. I think there's a lot of moving pieces to it. Do I think they have a large amount of fault? Maybe, yeah. But see, that's where it gets kind of sticky, too. I know people that have been in serious car crashes where sometimes they'll say, well... It was raining. And let's say there's someone who's died. 
someone's been in a car crash and died, and the lawyers will say, okay, well, this person's at fault. And that person will say, well, there was gravel on the highway that day, and it was raining, and the state of California should have gotten the gravel off. So now the lawyers go back, and they robble up, robble, 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 robble. And they're like, well, it's 50-50 then. So we want the state to pay half the damages, and we want you pay the other half, or your insurance. And they come back, and they go, well, the tire company, one of the tires failed in the car. And if it didn't fail, there wouldn't have been an accident. So they go, okay, well, the tire company is probably 10 15%. And they kind of start figuring it out that way. I have no clue how that works. I could tell you, I remember that Dave was an injury attorney at one point in time. And he said when you get a case that, you know, just there wasn't enough money for the, the dead people who were wrongfully killed, you have to basically sue everyone. I'm like, what? And he said, he gave me an example where there was in West Virginia, which I love West Virginia because... I could actually make fun of West Virginia here and no one's going to care because people in California are like, oh, it's the East Coast, which West Virginia. West Virginia is a very poor state. There's not a lot of business there. The businesses that are there are very legacy businesses. Yes, they do have a great university, West Virginia University, but they don't have a robust economy minus the university system and minus the old coal towns. And that's a massive generalization, Okay. There's some successes here or there, but let's face it. You've never heard of West Virginia basketball team, football team, baseball team for a reason. It's a rocky, rocky state with not a lot going on. Oh, where do we go? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So Gavin Newsom is basically putting the wait, 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 wait. Two weeks ago, it was awesome down pg e This week, not so much. Um, and shifting the power of balance back and forth with law, lawyers and shareholders, I don't like. So um, the bondholders, the insurance companies, everyone's going to have like little claims on how pg e is responsible or not responsible. And the example that I was trying to give you on everyone has little claims in West Virginia, my brother David was a personal injury attorney. Now he's a judge. But at one point in time, he was, a, uh, I don't know, I don't want to like defend him or anything like that, but ambulance chaser is the best way of saying it. And a um, young woman turned 18 and she took out three friends and her you know, dad you know, picked up the bar tab and had a shot with her. She turned 18. Her friends had shots. Um, bartender gave him shots everyone probably legal on the up and up but four girls get into a car first time in public record she's probably blitzed crashes a car into another car kills the driver of that car so now there's suddenly five people dead right and you, you look at the insurance that the, per, the driver had and it's $200,000 or $100,000 and you can't bury five people and do damages for $100,000. So you have to suddenly start going after the bar, the bartender, the alcohol maker. Did they label their alcohol content correctly? The tire company, the car company, the roads. Um, and you're just trying to get your client, you know, a proper burial. It's I know I'm making kind of excuses for the industry, but it, it's tough to assign blame. And that's one of the reasons I don't play legal challenges like PG&E. And I'm sorry, because that's the story of the year right now for people in California who own shares of PG&E. What do I do with this? 
And sadly, what I learned every time something like this happens to a stock, when it becomes kind of a civil war, where you want one side to win and the other side to lose, and then you want that side to win. Sadly, I learned that some people are just stupid when it comes to investing. Like, they're just not very savvy. They just make the mistake of, you hear it, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Oh, I only own shares of the company I work for. I'm like, what else do you do? Well, I drink beer. Okay. I go to the 49er games and I work. So I don't have time to be a stock picker. Like, ah, there was other options. You just didn't pay attention. I see this stuff. Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Markets are toying, playing with all-time highs today as we got phase one done. Enough to the point that all parties say it's done. Enough to the point that we think it's done until it's not done. And the fact that U.S. and China made a relationship trade deal. Apple's moved up 10 points. Apple's... That's insane how much it's moved up. Um, It's a trillion-dollar company. So when it moves a point or two, it's moving like five or six points for billion-dollar companies. Um, It's really that kind of impressive, if you get my draft. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Homeowner, home builder sentiment soars to a 20-year high. This is a conundrum. Housing is so expensive. How can we continue to say, keep building, keep building? It's almost as kind of Napoleonic, right? We're so confident in the outcome of the war that we're just going to keep building. The National Association of Home Builders, not NAR, that's the realtors, but the nobbies. Um, the confidence on home builders jumped five points last month. That's a big increase. And I'll tell you what, like I said, my neighbor's uh, guy died in the house last year. Took about six, seven months for the house to be sold. Took six or seven months for me to get a letter that says, we're building a big house right next to your house. I'm like, lovely. The only thing I don't like about it, and again, if they have the property, they're legally allowed to go up two stories. Even though all the lots were eventually one house on two lots, now it's one house, one lot. Okay. But, uh... I just don't like the inconvenience. Sounds to me like a summer of getting nails in my car kind of thing. Sounds to me like a summer of fighting for my own spaces in front of my home uh, with construction workers and playing games like not leave until 10 o'clock when they show up at 9 o'clock. Yes, yes, I'm that kind of petty. Um, 800-516-1220. So the housing home builders are still confident. They're going up. So that's short-term positive, long-term, we don't know. Are they biting off more than they can chew? SP 500 and NASDAQ hit record amidst the trade deals. President Trump got done or accomplished two very major cornerstones of his election. He got NAFTA renegotiated, and that seems to be in place, it seems to be a key legislative win for him. Um, again, not all the details are known. The devil is in the details in a lot of these trade deals. And if, like, for instance, China or Mexico backs out or slips, like, how can you technically enforce it? Does it get enforced? What's that enforcement look like? So there is some details there that we still do not know. But two big pieces of legislation. So the Chinese trade renegotiation. Uh, I can already see his campaign say 2020, you know, we're going after Europe next and 
heck, while we're at it, let's go after Canada. Or, you know, it's going to be something, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Taking a look at the big picture today of what's going on. Um, market highs. Boeing is weaker and the market's still hitting highs, telling you that Boeing's not dragging down the Dow. DuPont's higher on that merger with International Flavors Division on Nutrition and Biosciences. Um, the manufacturing survey out of Empire um, was was net positive. So the data's out there today. It's end of the year. It's kind of a ho-ho-ho Santa Claus rally going on. Plus, the trade deal's done in theory. Phase one. On to phase two. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show and passing on the word that the show is listenable. Big story of the day is Boeing's down about 3%. The markets are hitting all-time highs, though. Boeing is a big component of markets as it is a big, valuable U.S. company, and markets tend to be market-weighted. So the bigger you are, the more you uh, you count towards the value of that index. With that said, it should not be the end-all, be-all story of the day because you know Boeing's loss or Boeing's negative is being offset by Apple's positive. It's all the broker advisors for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I'm probably more interested in Boeing for the short-term performance possibilities than for Apple's short-term profit possibilities. Just sharing with how my head works, Apple's had a great year. Boeing's had a substandard year. When you look back at your athletic career, you probably had one great year, and then some years you had injury years and you didn't do so well. How did you bounce back? Um... But I love the research of this business. I love reading analyst reports. I love reading market reports. I love applying what I know from experience as well as my insights from you know youth and being exposed to technology. There was a day and age where I was a Diet Coke enthusiast. Don't know. I want to call it the mid-90s when Diet Coke had its day. You'd see me, you'd see a Diet Coke in my hand instead of a beer, instead of a coffee, instead of whatever. Kept me awake, I think, is the idea. And see, this was slightly before Red Bull started, you know, kicking off. Um, So I was never a Red Bull guy. But one of the things that turned me off to soda was that they started introducing more and more flavors to it. And I'm like, what's wrong that they can't just sell the product, right? So, and then I started doing research on it, and I looked at, I don't need a strawberry guava diet soda. I don't. But I get I get it. I get it. I, it's all, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Do you want crispy or original? Like, choices are good for people. Do you want the spicy barbecue sandwich or the regular barbecue sandwich? Because if you get the spicy and you don't like it, it's a bad problem for everyone. Americans, right after World War one and two, as we started building more homes and communities, we went from basically salt, pepper, oregano, maybe a garlic, and we said, let's come up with some more condiments. Let's come up with some spices. And Coke's done that too. And again, that's when it dawns on you that marketing of product is super important, but who are they marketing it to? 
is also super important. For feisty cherry Diet Coke or zesty blood orange Diet Coke or twisted mango Diet Coke or ginger lime Diet Coke, they're going after the millennials. Um, My palate's not that complicated. It doesn't need that much enjoyment going on. But then you like uh, you start having kids, and I was explaining to my kid the other day. I'm like, yeah, back when you wore a diaper, there was a, and I was just trying to make him laugh. I was like, uh, you know, the, the diaper color would change if you wet yourself. And he's like, really? And like he doesn't know all this stuff. And I'm like, sometimes I'd just ignore it. I'd make you wear it a couple hours too long. So if you ever want to sue me one day, like I was a bad dad, you could totally do it. But Huggies special delivery diapers now, like there's so many choices. What's the perfect diaper? People like choices, apparently. Gatorade's coming out with its first version caffeinated product ever. You got to be willing to go where the tastes change. And sometimes you see companies stay with the same old, same old. For instance, I don't understand C's candies. Yes, I, I get that it's candy in a mall. Yes, I get that it's overpriced, fudge, or whatever you want to call it. But it feels like, man, that's... They, they're looking like they're operating out of the 1930s. And ain't it great there, ladies? Come on into the store. Get your bite of a sugary delight. But it's cute when you start looking at companies that do change. And, like, how do you feel when I say Gatorade's coming out with a caffeinated version? Do you remember when your mom would go and buy bacon and it was just bacon? Now there's apple. But there's, like, hundreds of bacons. I'm like, get the one that's on sale. There's so many options of pet food now. If you're giving yourself dog dry, old historical kibble, you're a horrible pet owner. In the eyes of the pet industry commercials, doesn't your dog want fresh garden vegetables in their meal? No, they want a bloody dead cat. But we won't give them that because it doesn't market quite as well. But again, take a look at even the refrigerated meals. And the the frozen meals. There used to be two or three frozen pizzas. Now there's plenty. There's stuff that's fresh that you cook up. Yeah, sure. Okay, got it. But there's also like General So's chicken and sesame orange chicken. And like there's a lot more options because younger people have more desire for crazy flavors. Just look at the and they they don't mind the process of it. Look at the Doritos. Uh, spicy stuff. Holy mackerel. They're rating whether it'll kill you or not. This Dorito has killed three people in America. North America, not just America, but North America. So one of the better things about this industry is you do get to see some odd facts here and there. Like how many spices we went from a family back in the 30s and 40s and 50s from like four to 16 in the 70s and 80s. If you go through my spice drawer now, there's 32 to 60. Now, most of them have gone bad because I'm overbuying spice, right? I'm buying a big container, four ounces or whatever it is, and I just need a pinch for that recipe. We are so well marketed, too. I think that was the point of that segment. Coming up, more for you about investing and, and so much going on in the markets. Um, let's take a quick look at how the markets are doing. Major indices are at all-time highs. Congratulations. If you get a little chance to look at your 401k, do. It's not going to always be such a happy experience. You're not always going to have that relationship with wanting to look at your wealth. 
today's a good day to look at it if you like that. Woo, look at me. I'm cool. There's relative strength in tech stocks because both China and the United States have fingers in the pie. There's trade optimism, upbeat Chinese data, and there's a bullish bias intact in the United States. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.